Hello, everybody. Jace here. Quick message before we get to the main episode. Uh, you know, I try not to get too political on the show. Maybe if that's something that really interests the guest, we might get into a little bit of politics, but mostly we're here to just celebrate comics. But uh, I can't ignore what's going on in the world, specifically the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. So uh, on our Twitter, pinned as the tweet, is a link to UNICEF which is an organization that focuses on uh, areas of the world where there is a lot of strife, war going on. Specifically, they try to provide clean water, medical care, and other uh, essential needs specifically for children and families. So regardless of which side of the fence you're on, whether or not you believe that one side or the other is right or wrong, uh, we can all agree that children and their families shouldn't be suffering for the choices that their leaders are making. So please, if you have a few dollars, uh, every little bit helps. You can go to unicef.org, that's U-N-I-C-E-F dot O-R-G, and just look for the Ukraine appeal. Click there, or you can go to the Comic Source Twitter account, and the link is there for you to donate. So uh, again, appreciate the support, everybody, and I uh, hope you're all being safe out there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another Comic Source Comic Boom collaboration here to talk about Trial of the Amazons week number one. We got part one and part two coming out today. Part one in Trial of the Amazons, number one of two. So I guess it's going to be a bookend series. First and last chapters will probably be in Trial of the Amazons. And then part two is actually in Nubia in the Amazons number six, which is a limited series. And this is the final issue. So... <laughs> And Rocky and I were just talking about it. Kind of a strange choice for DC to, to do this, to put it in the final issue of a limited. But I will say, if you haven't been reading Nubia and the Amazons, I think you can pick this up and read it as part of the trial of the Amazons and not be lost. That is true. That, that is it true. It makes I sense. But, true. you know, so, some of the scenes like, you know, why is Medusa human and not green with snake hair? You know, why some of the little bit of the animosity that some of the Amazons have, relationships they have with each other, the context might not be there. So, eh. but I do sort of feel like if, and you know, maybe this is wrong for me to feel this way. I do feel like anybody interested enough in reading Trial of the Amazons was probably reading Nubia and the Amazons anyway. I mean, Amazons in both titles, Nubia and the Amazons has been the best kind of Wonder Woman corner of the DC Universe uh, centric title that's been coming out. It's better than Wonder Girl. It's better than the regular Wonder Woman title. Yeah. It's been the best one. So it has, yeah. I, yeah. So I do kind of feel like but but I yeah, I it is a strange it is a little bit of a strange choice. So uh all right, well you want to go ahead and give us a recap on on trial of the Amazons. I guess I'll I'll give the uh the creative team really quickly. Sure. Um yeah, so I, I I should say before I, I do that, like I, I you were saying that you you saw some advertisements and things that had already been spoiled. It's it's like I so I live in the, the world of comics. Obviously, I didn't see anything about it. I it wasn't spoiled for me, uh, but I I didn't go out of the way looking for it necessarily. Uh, I have been really busy lately on things, so maybe I just missed it. Well, it was just um, for it was for preview copies, and and it was in some articles, and it was in some previews for Nubia and the Amazons number two, because the the first few pages of Nubia and the Amazons issue six, the first few pages opening issue spoils who oh, yeah, the yeah it definitely who, yeah well I mean yeah I mean I knew that I knew that the whole trial of the Amazons kicked off with a murder, which when I heard that that I was like wait what that. Because I heard Trial of the Amazons, I thought it literally was going to be a series, an event about, you know, the Trial of the Amazons. I didn't know it was good. like so. The whole murder mystery part did throw me for a loop, and I was I was kind of surprised. But I, I also I don't go to sites and look at at preview kind of stuff, um, so I don't know. But anyway, Trial of the Amazons Part One, 
a lot of lot of people contributed. So writing wise, we have Stephanie Williams, Vita Ayala, Joel Jones, and Michael W. Conrad with Becky Clunan. And then for the art, we have Laura Braga, Skylar Patridge, Joel Jones, and Elena Casagrande. And for colors, Ramulo Farhada Jr. and Jordi Belair. For letters, Pat Broso. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and give us uh, give us your recap here. Well, the first thing I wanna I wanna give some compliments about, and it's something that we've seen throughout the uh, the we've seen sort of we've seen images of the symbols of the ver- of the three tribes of Amazons, the Themyscarians, the Esquizita tribe, and the Banamagdal tribe. I love the the line, the panther, and the uh, missing the other one, but anyways, it's 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 beautiful. On top of the the opening issue of Trial of the Amazons number one, just it's a nice trade dress. It shows all the various symbols of the three tribes. I think it looks really cool with the Wonder Woman logo, the W in between. I think it looks really nice. So I really like the trade dress. It looks pretty cool, and I like Trial of the Amazons. Just so visually, I think it looks pretty cool. Uh, and uh, you know, great cover art for cover A. Now, now there are. Uh, one of the things that uh, following this along, I do think that this first chapter of Trial of the Amazons, this I wish this was more. I wish this was a little bit more new reader friendly because I don't find it particularly new reader friendly, and I think it actually needs to be more new more n- n- new reader friend friendly than it it comes across. But I think I think I think it's it's serviceable enough. I um. The, the concept here of Trial of the Amazons is is essentially we've known that that Doom's doorway, which is located in the mascara, Doom's doorway is creatures are leaking out of Doom's doorway, and so essentially Trial of the Amazons. This involves the tri- three tribes of Amazons getting together to have a contest to decide uh, to decide who the next champion is going to be. Now, what what's interesting, or rather, what's almost a little bit underwhelming for me about this whole trial of the Amazons is that this the whole central premise of this is this opening issue is all the Amazons getting together, all the three tribes getting together, and showing that there's animosity. Uh, there's animosity between the Banamagdal tribe led by Queen Faruka, who resents the Themyscarans because the Banamagdal tribe was sort of banished like centuries ago and she still hasn't gotten over it. And they have a tribe in Egypt. And then and then in the middle of this issue, the Esquisitor tribe shows up and apparently Nubia's never heard of the tribe before. She wasn't even aware of it. And... It's very jarring. How can she not be aware of it? We've got some. Uh, we've got the floating embassy island of Themyscira, uh, which is a nice callback to Steve. That was Steve Orlando's contribution as writer to Wonder Woman, having having Themyscira having a floating uh, diplomatic sort of castle outside of Boston Harbor. I thought that was a nice touch to see that. So we have the Esquisita tribe showing up here with Yara Floor wanting to make a mark for themselves, and Nubia is just so welcoming, and. And Queen Faruka has an objective here. She's got a, she's got a, she wants, she essentially wants to be, be queen. Let's be blunt. Queen Farouk of the Banner McDowell wants to be queen. And at the, at the banquet here of this trial of the Amazons, which is setting everything up is she challenges Queen Nubia, who's the, I guess the acting queen because Hippolyta shows up here. Hippolyta returning from her adventures as a member of the Justice League. And she shows back up here and all the Amazons are present, including Wonder Woman and Queen Faruka and Wonder Woman. They almost get into a, they almost get into a little bit of a squabble and a fight. And, uh, but, but really this is all a bunch of women walking around. This entire issue is a bunch of beautifully gorgeous women. I mean, I like the art. I think the settings are gorgeous. We got the floating island of uh, embassy, uh, floating embassy. We've got the 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 Colosseum and Themyscira. It looks gorgeous. Looks beautiful. And uh, kudos to the uh, art. To the art, very well done. It's just I think it was. I wish it was a little bit more exciting because this is just all a bunch of talking women. There's no action, and that's what I find so disappointing. And like, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm looking forward to what's gonna you know possibly result from this, but it's a it's a little bit frustrating. I I also want to say here that and just to continue setting things up, the the idea that there's that the idea is to have these three tribes of Amazons ultimately get together and have a contest where the winner of the contest gets to be the champion in Gardoom's doorway. Well, we 
I thought we already were doing that with Nubia issue one. I thought that the whole Nubia series was to establish that. And we had Medusa essentially rescued slash escape from Doom's Doorway and then go back in and then rescued by Nubia and Queen's Doorway. And, and Medusa is no longer this snake-haired creature. She's she's uh, Medusa is now part of Themyscira, is now part, is now, Medusa is now an Amazon, a Themyscira Amazon coming back through essentially from Doom's Doorway. And she's like, because she was a former victim, but they still need to have somebody guard Doom's doorway. And what's really odd here is that all these Amazons that get together and Faruka challenges Queen Nubia and says, look, uh, and, and Queen Nubia accepts the challenge, basically being that, look, I as Queen Faruka, I want it that whoever, whichever one of our champions, each tribe will appoint a contestant, a champion, and the winner Whichever tr- whichever uh, w- uh, tribe the winner is from gets to be the queen of all the Amazons. And so Queen Nubia accepts. But there's a number of things that don't quite make sense and and really frustrate me. And one thing in particular, and that is, we still don't know who the queen of the Esquisita tribe are. And there's a there's there's actually a point in this narrative where where the Esquisita, I mean. They're at the banquet. They're at this. They're they're at this diplomatic meeting with all three tribes, and Faruka and Queen Nubia shake hands. Queen Nubia accepts the challenge, but she doesn't bother to ask if the queen of the Esquisita tribe, who are not even we're not even told who it is, the Esquisita show up. We don't know which. Where's the queen of the Esquisita tribe? Now, spoiler alert: we'll be introduced to that in the third chapter. This is narratively not put together as well as it could be. It doesn't make sense. The Esquisita, uh, Queen Nubia and Queen Faruka, they simply agree that the winner of this contest is going to, who, the, the queen is going to be queen of all the Amazons. And I, the Esquisita almost seem more like an afterthought here. And it doesn't, it, it lacks some degree of verisimilitude. Also, I still don't have an answer to the question. And, and maybe you can help me out, Chase. Maybe you know the answer to this, but... Why is it such a big deal that they need to have one person guarding Doom's doorway? Why not have more than one? Why is it a necessity to have just one champion? Why not just assign rotating shifts of Amazons guarding Doom's doorway? Why do you have to con? Why have a contest to determine the the the, the champion? And and Queen Nubia makes it sound as if this is such a big deal. Oh my God, we got to hurry up. We got to have a champion to protect Doom's doorway to guard it. Why? Because while we're waiting for this contest to take place, we, there are literally, there, there's a member of each tribe, the Esquisita tribe, the Banna McDonald tribe, and the Themyscaran tribe of Amazons. They each appoint someone to guard Doom's doorway while they're planning for the contest anyway. So why have a contest? Why not just leave three guards instead of having a contest to only have one? This is never explained and it was never explained in the first three issues of Nubia. This is what doesn't make sense to me. And it's not an answer to say it's tradition. That's not an answer. That's a poor answer. Give me an answer that makes sense. So I don't feel I don't feel the gravitas here. I don't feel why this is a big deal. I know that we've had things escape Doom's Dory, but we 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 haven't really so far. We had we had one Mantador. I think it was a Mantivore creature, some to that a lion like creature escaped and attacked the Banner McDoll in the backups to to uh, Becky Cloonan's uh, to the and Michael W. Conrad's Wonder Woman title. And we've had Medusa escape and wreak havoc upon Themyscira until she was ultimately redeemed by uh, the staff of understanding that that Queen Nubia had. But I'm a little bit, I'm not really feeling the gravitas here. Uh, The gravity, you know, if this was just a contest, I'm not really feeling that. However, at the end of this issue, you know, I mean, what this first opening chapter does is it establishes that there's tension between the tribes that they don't, you know, they, they, let's face it, they don't hang out. The Esquisita has never met the Banna McDowell tribe. They've never met the Themyscarans. The Banna McDowell resents the Themyscarans to begin with. There's clearly tension when all of them initially meet. Yara Flora is cocky, saying, hey, who runs this joint? I mean, Yara Flora, the, the, the Wonder Girl. Uh, Cassie Sandsmark and Donna Troy are with the Esquisita tribe. So clearly there are tensions here as Queen Nubia addresses them all at a banquet and, and, states what the rules are for this contest. You know, we're all going to appoint someone and Queen Faruka issues that challenge and the winner, the queen of the winner is going to be the queen of all Amazons. I don't quite understand why why they would agree to that, but 
That's interesting. There's a lot at stake. So the stakes are raised in that respect. And there is some uh, intimate moments here between Hippolyta and her lover, Philippi, uh, Philippus. And uh, that, of course, is sort of like almost like foreshadowing the tragedy of the big reveal at the end. And ultimately, that is Hippolyta is found by Nubia to be poisoned. And the big death at the end of this issue is uh, unfortunately the death of what appears to be Hippolyta appears to have been poisoned by unknown forces. Um, I've got I've got some. This was uh, so many pe people talking to each other. This was all set up. This issue. This was almost no action. And the disappointment I have in this opening issue is that I don't think this is going to pull a lot of readers in. Maybe you'll disagree with me, but the setup should have come before this with just a quick synopsis at the beginning and one or two pages. And there should have been action right away because you want to pull in readership. You don't want to, I, I fear, I hate to say this, I hate to put it so bluntly, but I fear that some people picking this up might be so bored to death in this opening issue. Why would they come back for more? And I'm not sure if, the poisoning of Hippolyta is that big a deal. We've had Hippolyta die before in War of the Worlds. She's had spectacular deaths in the past in DC. This is a is probably one of the most boring, underwhelming deaths that I can think of to, to cast this off. I'm not even sure, you know, I'm not I'm not even clear who would want to kill Hippolyta. And I'm not even sure if, you know, presumably something escaped Doom's doorway. We know that these Amazons, some of them are acting more aggressive. Maybe there's nefarious or malevolent spirits that are escaping Doom's doorway. I'm not really sure what it is, but so there's a lot of potential here. I got a lot of questions. I'm curious as to how this is going to resolve, who's going to win the contest, what queen is ultimately going to rule the mascara, or pardon me, rule all the Amazons, not just the Mascarans, but the Banner McDowell and the Escozita tribe. There's a hell of a lot at stake here. And now we've got the death of Hippolyta, which is odd. Hippolyta is not queen, so I'm not. I'm not sure what the motive would be killing Hippolyta, who's not queen anyway. It's uh, so. Again, I got some questions here, and I'm not really sure if this is really going to pull the readership in as I would like it to to be. I'm a long time a Wonder Woman fan, so I'm invested in this. But I would be curious to know your thoughts because I don't know if you're as big a Wonder Woman fan as I am. Well, I'm not, but yet I agree with your assessment about not being new reader friendly. And I think that goes hand in hand with not much action here. So I'm not a, you know, big wonder woman fan. Um, and I, I've read, you know, respective to the other members of the Trinity, uh, or even if you want to throw Harley Quinn in there as the fourth pillar, because I once upon a time read every single issue or every single appearance of Harley Quinn in the DCU up through like 2014, 2015, which it's part of the reason I don't like Harley because I kind of like, you know, when you have too much of something and then you don't want any more of it ever. Um, but I've read way more Harley, Batman, Superman than I've ever read of Wonder Woman. That being said, I found this first issue compelling, but I can completely agree with your point that there's not action. There's no f real fighting here. There's not anything that's going to pull somebody in to s say, hey, I want to I want to check out a you know badass Wonder Woman comic. I mean, this is more on the soap opera drama side of things. Yeah. And, and that's a little bit what I wonder about now. I found, like I said, I found it compelling. I found it interesting. I obviously am not a woman. There is a, I guess we'll call it a cliche um, about how women can't get along with other women, you know, <laughs> as opposed to guys. I mean, there's plenty of examples of guys that don't get along with other guys. Right. I mean, yeah. I was going to well, mention some, that, but I thought, no, I won't go yeah, there, but thanks. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's, it's a, th it's a thing, right? Yeah. Like you see it on reality shows, especially. And again, that if there's anything we can say about reality shows, we know they're not reality. They're, the producers are cutting that together to make it look worse that, you know, women don't get along. They get catty. They, you know, they're petty, whatever. Well, Chase, are you referring to you referring to are you referring to the exchange between Wonder Woman and Queen Faruka in this comic? Because I thought it was like two catty high school girls yeah, I, yapping I, at I'm, each other. I'm, I thought it was I'm, embarrassing to the character. I, I really did. I and I don't mean to be cruel, but I thought what a I can't imagine. I'm Wonder referring Woman. to I, I'm referring to a lot of moments in this <laughs> where people could I could see people saying, "Oh, well, you know." Again. The, the, the majority of the creative team here are women. So, I mean, I'm not going to be one to say, no, don't 
portray them that way. But I just, I, I, it was something that I noticed. I was like, is this really the way? I mean, first of all, I'm sure that they're purposely, Queen Faruka is extremely unlikable. Extremely. Like, all I could think about is, you, you know, you haven't been there in a long time and you just, you come in with all this bluster and all this braggadocio looking you're spoiling for a fight this is not this is not the way this is not reflecting good on you like if you you want to be a queen somebody who shows wisdom and uh you know good judgment or like no i i i intensely dislike this character the other thing about it is so is she married to atlana because atlana is referred to as queen as well no they're they're joint queens queen atalanta and queen faruka are yeah. joint queens of but yet, anna mcdowell atalanta has a has a much you know more level head and yeah. but yet she lets faruka call seemingly call all the shots so i thought that was kind of kind of interesting and yeah you're not doing yourself any favors i mean i get it like you've been banished you're, you're holding a grudge and it's not like you know this isn't a situation with um like let's, let's use aquaman the world kind of that part of dc as a as an excuse right like the, the zebelians who resent you know that they were initially a penal colony and now you know people that did nothing wrong <laughs> but they're just descendants of and still have animosity for atlantis they're not the actual people, right? Because they're not immortal like the Amazons are. <laughs> so am I to believe that like Faruka, it, it's not like, oh, I'm mad because, I, you know, our, my tribe was banished and I don't have anything to do with it. You, you remembered because it's still you, like you remembered be, being banished. Yeah. So I can get kind of the animosity to her, but she doesn't come across as somebody that I would follow. Yeah. You know, she doesn't come across – well, and yeah, I agree with you. She, um, Diana allows herself to be provoked, which is is yeah. sort of interesting. And it's um, worth it's worth pointing out, Chase, that there there was a there was a major screw up here. The word balloons are are given to the wrong characters on the page that I'm showing here. In the conversation between Di Diana and Queen Faruka, they got the word balloons mixed up. The words of Queen Faruka are pointing to Diana, and vice versa. It's a and you could tell if you read the dialogue that it's Queen Faruka saying the words that Diana appears to be saying. So it's a screw-up. It's, it's a fairly major screw-up because you can tell if you read it that, that Diana is not saying, like, those aren't Diana's words, it's Queen Faruka's words. And, and then they, uh, so, uh, there's, so that, there's kind of a, that's a pretty big glitch on that page. I mean, it's, it, you know, and I'm not sure if everyone's going to catch that because it, uh, otherwise they're going to think uh, Diana really comes across uh, as a B-I-T-C-H. But uh, anyways, if <laughs> like, if you, if you, yeah, and I also, also, I didn't, I didn't see where, um, where Nubia was unaware that the Esquisita existed. I missed She that. said, if you look at the, uh, if you actually look at the, uh, um, when they, when they, when they showed up, she actually says, um, Sorry here. Uh, let me see here. Yeah, because um, I looked for it. I can. It says she says, and it's right here. I can see you're personalizing this. When she's talking to Diana, no one knew they were out there their arrival is of concern but if it's true and they are amazons their return to the isle is not inappropriate now is the time to listen and understand so she's not even sure that they're amazons that's another one of my criticisms queen nubia is not even sure that they're actually amazons and she's got the staff of understanding so she's got that power because that power was given to her and she, you know the rival is concerned so but she she goes ahead and they sort of like welcomes them, gives them the benefit of the doubt, which I thought was rather an extraordinary thing to do. Like it, you know, again. Uh, well, I, I think it illustrates exactly what I was saying. These Esquisita, they come in with a little bit of exuberance of youth, let's say, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, Yara floor and whatnot, but Nubia is willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. If they'd come in the way that, that Faruka comes in, she probably would have thrown them out being like, there's no proof, you know, they they know the Bon the Ban and McDowell are, are members, so they're not going to throw them out. But it just goes to prove prove my point. Like ultimately, when I think about who the Amazons are, I mean these these are immortal beings. 
with that immortality should come some level of wisdom. Some, you know, you have lived for a long time. You've experienced a lot of life. Thank you, you for saying be, that. You <laughs> shouldn't be getting all butthurt about, yeah. you know, minor trivial things. Uh, so, yeah. But, but again, I, I find this to be compelling. I don't think we are supposed to like Queen Faruka. I think she's supposed to come across as, you know, arrogant and hot-headed and uh, just not very wise. Like, I would not want her to be queen. Uh, and I also agree with you that I don't really, and it's never been explained, why Why only one guard for Doom's doorway? There's three right now. It makes you no sense. It why and, and, why and go to war? Why of, have a contest with three warring tribes? Yeah. Why, why not why not shake why not shake hands or hug each other or go and make lesbian love to each other? Why, why fight each other in a contest when well, you can just I mean, each point I, I your will... own guard to Doom's doorway? Why only have one? I mean, and no offense, but if if I'm if I'm if I'm a president of the United States or I'm a world leader and somebody tells me that the doorway to hell is on Themyscira and the Amazons only want to appoint one woman to guard it. I'm going to be a little bit concerned about that. I mean, come on. Like, I mean, is it, am I making too much of a big deal out of this? I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you are a little bit. You, you said, don't tell me it's tradition, but, but I mean, that, that the fact of the matter is it is, it is more, I mean, and tradition means more to the Amazons again, because they're immortal. I think tradition means more to them. And so, but I just found it like the more important aspect in my mind of this trial now is the fact that whichever tribe's champion wins, that they're going to be the queen. That's the more important. It's yeah. like it's like uh, somebody who, you know, sets somebody up, like set up a bet or something with somebody, and then after the bet is already agreed upon, they go, you know, oh, we're going to bet a hundred dollars, let's say, for over a particular something, and then at the end they go, oh, by the way. You know what? I'm going to throw in this and you throw in that. And it's the throw in that the person really wants. You yeah, know, they exactly. make it seem like that's ah, an afterthought. But really, that's what they really want. You got to, I mean, Queen Faruka doesn't care that much about who guards Doom's doorway. She's about wanting to be the ruler. Uh, and I can only imagine she would turn around and banish everybody who's on Themyscira. Um, but ultimately, at the end of the day, I, I just feel like, okay, if all three of these tribes are Amazons, then all three of these tribes should be living on Themyscira. Uh, like that that's just what I you know, it's Paradise Island. They they should all be together. But that doesn't make for drama and that doesn't make for a good story or whatnot. So as far as killing Hippolyta, I wonder about that as well. Like is she that important now? Is it some decision she made when she was queen that it's coming back around to? I mean, poor Diana here, she just come, got back from the dead and now her, her mother's dead. But the other thing is like if there's anything that doesn't matter in comic books. It's death, especially death of an immortal like Hippolyta, who has come back from death before, as you have said. And Diana should be like, well, I just came back from death, so my mom's dead. Why am I even crying? I'll Let me go get her. You know what I mean? Let yeah. me go to the underworld and li let me literally go to the underworld and get her. Let me go through Doom's doorway and go get her. You know, yeah, it's I, like... I Really? The, the the tragedy in the issue is that from the very beginning of the issue, Diana, Wonder Woman, wants to visit her mother, and Queen Faruka distracts her, and she she go and she goes and she has a long conversation with Queen Queen Faruka and almost gets into a fight with her, but doesn't, and then never actually does end up meeting up with her mother, only to discover, of course, when then her mother later being poisoned, and uh, at the end of the issue, so there's some double tragedy there that will play out with further consequences in chapter two that we'll get to in a moment, but uh, but. Overall, like I, I think we, we, I think we've hit on all the interesting points of the issue. A lot of, and again, I think you and I, I don't know about you, but I've enjoyed talking about this. I think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about, but it's it's rather amazing when that there's so many interesting points to talk about in an issue where there's not a lot of action, just a lot of talking, walking, beautiful women. But uh, you know, it's a consolation. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's 100 true, and yeah, you you, I just. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting aspects, but yeah, definitely not, not new reader friendly, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, you want to want to give us a recap for Nubia and the Amazons, part six now. Well, uh, sure. I'll just uh, bring it up here. Um, oh, one more thing about um, before you give us a recap. Yeah, you mentioned about how the the tragedy being that Diana wanted to visit. 
and Farouk was like, ah, you can go talk to her anytime. Like that, that was maybe the, the moment where I disliked Farouk the most. And I don't know why Diana didn't just, you know, give the Amazon equivalent of go F yourself. I'm going to go see my, like what? I don't have to listen to you. You're nobody, but an, you know, just an angry, bitter woman. Like I'm going to go talk to my mom. I'm wonder woman. I'm going to go do what I want to do. Like, yeah, that, that didn't really ring true to me either. Uh, that, that bugged me. So anyway, well, that's uh, a beautiful cover by the way. Yeah. Uh, b- beautiful covers here. First of all, I mean, there's yep. the, the one thing that there's a, uh, the variant covers here. There's one thing about every issue of newbie in the Amazons, gorgeous covers, like gorgeous cover A's and cover B's uh, and, and other variant covers for newbie in the Amazons. And this is no exception. Some really gorgeous covers. And I think, uh, you know, for, for speculators there, if you like great art, I mean, there's, there's, you know, hopefully everybody's uh, local comic book shop will have uh, many have copies to choose from. And, but uh, chapter two picks up and, uh, not surprisingly, it starts off, they're at the funeral of uh, Hippolyta and everyone, you know, I find that a lot of, a lot of, um, I understand that you have to have a funeral and obviously it's Hippolyta and it's a big deal. She was a former queen of the Mascara. They're about to have a contest and it's the timing of Hippolyta's so-called, somebody poisoned Hippolyta just at a time when this new lost tribe of Amazons is there, the Esquisita, uh, and just at a time when Queen Faruka and her joint queen, Queen Atalanta, is there. And Queen Faruka, we know, is kind of a B-I-T-C-H, and she resents the Themyscarans, and they've got history. And then, lo and behold, all three tribes are there, and Hippolyta dies. She gets poisoned. Well, naturally, tensions are very high, and these are three tribes of Amazons that already have resentments toward each other, and they have to enter a contest of which the the rulers uh the the queen of the winning tribe member is going to be queen of everyone so tensions are riding high and and you know we we have this funeral and everyone's at the funeral and there's uh there's one of the things that uh, Vita Vita Ayala and Stephanie Williams do to one of the things they very much emphasize uh in their Nubia and the Amazons series is the relationships with the Amazons and in particular, the intimate relationships, the heartfelt moments, the feelings of, of love and, and, and camaraderie and friendship. And uh, there, there's great moments here with, between Philippus uh, kissing uh, Hippolyta goodbye on the forehead for one last time. And there, there's some really deeply personal moments here. And that's one of the things that uh, I listened to an interview with uh, Stephanie Willips, Willips uh, st- sorry, <laughs> Stephanie Williams uh, gave to a, a in a, on a podcast where she 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 talked about that was very important to her. Representation is important to her and diversity is important to her and, and th- those relationships in Paradise Island are important to her and that you really see the great effect of what she tried to 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 bring here. Uh, I I thought those were strong points in the issues. I thought there was some, you know, again, beautiful art, some very, you know, heartfelt moments that uh, if you're really into this uh you you're definitely going to notice it. We then get the rules. I, I I'm more I was more into the the rules of the contest here, and the rules of the contest were told. There's uh, consists of three things: logical and critical reasoning, physical strength, decision making, and judgment, <laughs> and a judgment test. And I'm thinking to myself, all right, so you need somebody, you need a champion to guard Doom's doorway. Is it really important to have decision making and a judgment test for somebody who's going to protect the world from a monster coming through a doorway? I mean, I'm sure it is. But is logical and critical reasoning absolutely crucial for a guard of Doom's doorway to hell? I, I don't know. I'm thinking physical strength and maybe acumen and tactical reasoning is. So I thought that was kind of interesting that you need that in a in a champion of Doom's doorway. So I I kind of chuckle a bit at that. Uh, we got another restatement of the rules. Each tribe's going to appoint a, a champion, and now there's a couple of things here that that. I, I got to say, it just sort of threw me off a little bit. At, at one point, you know, they're, they're all, the representation is in there with uh, uh, Yarafor, apparently speaking on behalf of the Esquisita tribe. We find out in a subsequent chapter that the queen of the Esquisita tribe, which you would think would be here, is too sick to travel. And so Yarafor Yara is the representative. She's And that's why she's in this council chamber. And this is another kind of criticism of this chapter. This is... Um, 
a lot of this information we should that we're going to find out in subsequent chapters frankly is information that i think is necessary in earlier chapters like this because they because like i asked in the first chapter where's the queen of esquizita how come queen nubia is not and queen faruka aren't asking where's your queen i mean how can you not ask that and make a major decision about a contest well there there you have it but in any event you know of all people at this meeting that they're having Cassie Sandsmark, this Wonder Girl, the same Wonder Girl who upstaged Yara Floor in the in issue seven of Wonder Girl and won the day. It wasn't Yara Floor. Uh, she decides that she's going to be a detective, you know, and uh, she she wants to. Cassie is going to. She's going to. She wants to be the one that speaks to uh, uh, Queen, Queen Nubia, and, and Cassie tells uh, Queen Nubia that she doesn't think that the murderer, whoever murdered uh, Hippolyta. They would never enter the contest. Where's the logic in that? And I'm thinking to myself, I immediately thought, well, why wouldn't the murderer enter the contest? What's illogical about it? Isn't that the perfect cover? Even her reasoning, I can't, like, I don't know about you, but I think that's a ridiculous, I don't think that's a fair assumption to make. I mean, I, I think there's, there's no reason to believe it's very possible that the murderer could be anybody. Any Amazon, by the rules of the contest, can join the contest. Which, again, another criticism. The rules of the contest, according to Queen Nubia, is that each tribe appoints a contestant. And yet the, the rules, in, as stated in that page that, they, that were shown, it states that anyone can join the contest. So, which is it? And again, in subsequent chapters here, we're going to get further... It's going to be further in my view, confusion added to it. But in any event, now all of a sudden we've got Cassie saying that, well, you know, this murderer wouldn't enter the contest. That wouldn't make sense. Um, Nubia then makes the comment that, well, you know, whoever killed Hippolyta must have a death wish. Implying that, I mean, if you're dumb enough to kill the queen, a uh, former queen of the Amazons, you must have a death wish. Again, why would you think that? If somebody had enough strength and wherewithal to quit to 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 plot the killing of of Hippolyta, they're probably powerful. I don't think they're too worried about other Amazons if they can orchestrate the killing of a, and the assassination of a former queen. Uh, I, just just the again, this is a reference to your earlier comments, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, I, I'm not picking up a great deal of wisdom here. But where's the wisdom of Athena? For one, when where's Diana with the wisdom of Athena? Where's where's the evidence that maybe Nubia, Queen Nubia, should touch her staff of understanding and maybe put pieces together a little bit here? Why are you appointing and having Cassie Sandsmark, Wonder Girl of all people, lead the investigation into the death of Hippolyta? I mean, what an odd choice. She's almost never. She's not even actually a true Amazon anyway. She's not actually. She's practically never there. Don't you have somebody else that should lead the investigation? I mean, again, nitpicking here, but these pieces aren't really adding up to me. Um, now, um, the tension between the Themyscarans and the Banamagdal tribe continues to build to a head here. Uh, there's uh, one scene where there's uh, the Banamagdal tribe actually shoots an arrow through some of the uh, Themyscaran Amazons, and tempers get raised, and there's a suggestion that maybe there's some uh, manipulation or some spirits raising the elevating the moods uh in a negative way that m implying maybe is something leaking from doom's doorway uh there's hints of that near near the end of it um medusa the uh, medusa who is uh of course when when we say medusa for those people who are just coming into trial of the amazons part 2 medusa's of course that used to have snakes for hair and you'd look at her you'd turn to stone medusa was redeemed and is now in human form and she's now a full-fledged amazon but medusa reveals that a force the force that pulled her that pulled her when she was in doom's doorway that that called to her and pulled her out of doom's doorway was a force called aperion now what's the significance significance of that i don't know one of the issues that many of us readers have had is, well, is Medusa good or bad? Why is Medusa a force for good now? Has she, is she going to, you know, is she a force for good? Is she going to be redeemed? Is she going to go back to being evil? Is What's the mystery surrounding Medusa? There's a scene here where Diana, uh, before Diana asks Queen Nubia at the end of this issue, uh, if she could use the magic lasso to determine who the murderer is, uh, is uh, 
there's a scene where Diana actually glances and looks at Medusa as Medusa walks out walks out of the room. And what's interesting about that is there's that classic uh, Greg Rucka run where Wonder Woman, a blind Wonder Woman, chops off the head of Medusa. And I'm not sure, uh, like that that glance that Diana and Medusa, a human form of Medusa, share. I'm I'm wondering what they're thinking. That's what I was really hoping we'd get some address to. Did that did that not happen in this continuity? I mean, Wonder Woman was the one that was responsible. She chopped off Medusa's head. That ultimately, before Medusa was thrown down Doom's doorway, at least I thought. Did that not happen? Vita Ayala and Stephanie Williams have never really addressed what continuity they're working with. I think that that should have been incorporated here in order to create more tension between Medusa and Diana. Instead, all they did was exchange glances. And it was like, what what are they thinking? You know, what's the continuity? Is there any history between these characters? Is the Greg Rucka story incorporated in this or not? I'd really want to know the answer to that question because that was an awesome storyline. And... um, in any event, it ends with Wonder Woman doing something very wise for a change. She basically says to uh, Queen Hippolyta, saying, pardon me, to Queen Nubia, saying, look, enough of this. I got the magic lasso. I wrap it around people. They tell the truth. Let me just go wrap it around every Amazon and let's call it a day. We'll find out who the murderer is and we're done and we call can move on. I mean, it just, I mean, I mean, this is common sense. And, uh, well, unfortunately... You know, we, you and I will talk about chapter three, uh, obviously next week. But uh, finally, some some aspects, uh, some display of common sense and wisdom on the part of at least one Amazon, Diana, at the end of this issue. But uh, again, uh, some frustrations. I'm interested as and hell, I, I'm, I am interested as to where this is going. But man, I, I I'm frustrated with with some of the behavior here and and what I'm seeing and this Queen Nubia just doesn't seem to be particularly quick on the uptake or intelligent or smart and or strategic or uh, I'm just I'm 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 disappointed in this and I dare I say, uh, you know, like I said, it, women are smarter than this and they, these are women that have governed themselves for. Thousands of years, and I'm I'm thinking to myself, how did they survive a year, let alone thousands of years? It's like, come on. Anyways, uh, I don't know. Yeah, you- I mean, I think yeah, Nubia here is much less decisive than we've seen her, e- even in previous issues of this Nubia in the Amazon series, uh, and when we've seen you know saw her previously, um, she was much more d- decisive, and and here she's not. Um, now, as far as the remark about, I don't think the person who killed uh, Hippolyta would enter the contest. I, I kind of scratched my head at that one too, but it was Cassie Sandsmark. So I was like, whatever, it's Cassie. She doesn't really know what the heck she's talking about anyway. And then uh, Philippus is the one that said, yeah, somebody has a death wish. I can understand the the folly of that statement because, you know, she just lost her beloved. So yeah. I was, you know, I was willing to kind of sweep those two under the rug, but yeah, when uh, when Nubia's like, oh, Cassie, you want to be in charge of the investigation? Sure, go ahead. I'm like, no, Wonder Woman. Diana's going to be in charge of the investigation because she's got the most experience, you know, both as a member of Justice League Dark, as a member of the Justice League, you know, ha- having fought as a crime fighter for, you know, decades. Plus, she has the lasso. I was like, yeah. just like even before that scene at the end, I was like, yeah, why doesn't she just go around now? We know what's going to happen, right? Like the the Bonham McDowell are going to go, ah, how dare you disrespect us? It wasn't one of us. You can't use your lasso on me, blah, blah, blah. That, that's just bullshit. Like yeah. everybody line up. <laughs> I don't care if Themyscarian, Esqueda tribe, Bonham McDowell, doesn't matter. Everybody line up and we're going to find out right now what happened. Yeah. Now I will give my theory of what I think may, may have happened. Um, in, in which case the lasso would reveal nothing. I think it's possible that Hippolyta poisoned herself in hopes of bringing the tribes together. That's my well, you wild know, theory. Uh, and uh, it should be noted that in the backup of uh, in the backup to Wonder Woman, the backup stories of uh, Becky Cloonan and Michael W. Conrad's Wonder Woman, the stories that were are written by Vida Ayala, uh, we know that Hippolyta and Queen Atalanta and Artemis know a secret that no one else knows 
uh, and they don't even tell they haven't they don't even tell Diana and they haven't told the rest of the Amazons what that secret is. And so there is a secret that they're aware of that no one else knows. And now one of the people, one of those three people that knows the secret, Hippolyta, is dead. And that leaves Queen Atalanta. And I don't think Queen Atalanta has told her joint queen, Queen Faruka, what she knows, whatever that secret is. But Artemis is aware of it. And so Queen Atalanta and Artemis, I think there's actually one more that knows the secret, but we don't know what it is. And... We, yeah, so maybe it's maybe you might be right. Maybe it's sort of tied up with this idea of sacrifice and a necessary sacrifice for the gods or something. In the and Queen Hippolyta took one for the team, so to speak. Uh, but I mean, we'll have to wait and see what it is. But I mean, so the seeds are there of a secret that we're as yet unaware of. So you might be onto something, yeah. And again, um, not much action in this issue either, but. They're definitely a little bit of little bit of cattiness, not as bad as the, the first issue. Uh, I also like the fact that it's a one single artist, because um, yeah. although I thought the, overall the art for Trial of the Amazons number one was pretty solid, there are times where it jumps from artist to artist that it pulled me out of the story, especially when Joelle Jones' art hit the page for the first time because her art just looks so different from everybody else's. It's really jarring. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like that this is all Aletha Martinez. Um, Art. So, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I'm interested. Um, well, it's it, funny, it's, but it feels like it feels like it's three. It's like it's like watching a female version of Animal House, because it's like three. <laughs> it's like th- three sorority, <laughs> three sororities hating each other, going to town, and they're, they're you know somebody gets murdered or somebody gets pregnant, and they're wondering who did it. And it's like, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's. I don't mean to. Uh, I mean, I'm entertained. I'm entertained. I, I am. I'm asking, I'm I'm genuinely curious as to where the heck this is going. I'm curious about Medusa. I'm curious about who murdered, uh, who poisoned Hippolyta. I'm curious about what the secret is that Artemis and Queen Atlanta still know. I'm curious as to who's going to win the contest, even though I laugh at the fact that who cares? I mean, I mean, whoever wins the contest, it, you, know, you, you can still have more than one guard, can't you? And uh, in any event, I'm... I'm curious as to where this is all going because we, we only got like three chapters left. I think there's only five chapters, but uh, in any event, I've uh, uh, I'm inter- I'm entertained by this. I I I'm, I find this not as uh, I I don't. It's funny the difference between this and War on War for War on Earth three. War on Earth three is so action packed. It's almost more action than than anything else, and that's awesome. This is a much more of a sort of like a it's a very different tone and paced uh event as opposed to war for earth free so i think uh you know if you want more character based sort of much slower you know like i was going to say it's talking heads but it's no it's talking it's talking gorgeous bodies and heads i mean i, I mean I, you know if it's going to be talking heads why not amazons they're beautiful to look at and there's a there's a lot of diversity of uh beauty on the, on these pages and and great art um, I just wish that uh, we, we were. I just wish they were showing just a little bit more of that Athena's wisdom that they worship to all the time. Yeah, and I'm still trying. I, so I know that the Themyscarians are the lion; that's their symbol, and the Esquisita are the panther. Yeah. Um, I I thought that the Bonham McDowell were wolves, but then right. you know I'm look, I'm looking, but I, I'm looking at that cover. For Nubia that you have on the screen right there, and yeah. we see the scales there. There's a lion fighting some gray creature, which I could be a panther. Panthers are typically like gray or black, but then the other creature is clearly not a wolf because it looks more like a cheetah, um, which would make that a panther fighting the lion. So is it lion, panther, cheetah? I mean, I'm trying to look at the. I mean, when you look at the symbols, that middle symbol looks much more like a wolf. So, yeah, uh, yeah I think it's lion, wolf, panther, and I think that is supposed to be a panther. Um, I know there are panthers that aren't black or gray, but I don't think they have spots. So, anyway, maybe there'll be some information somewhere that I can. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I, I brought wolf, it up yeah, on the wolf. screen. Yeah, it's it, the Finisterian yeah, so lions, the okay. Ban McDowell wolf, and the Esquisita jaguar. Jaguar, okay, so not panther, jaguar. Okay, that makes sense. Yes, yeah. jaguars do have spots like that. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes sense. 
Yeah, I thought it. Okay, well there we have it. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're in. Is it is it perfect? No. Uh, I you know if the action ramps up and it ends up being a really great story, I'll be willing to overlook a you know a little bit. I mean, and we are nitpicking on some of this stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, it, the 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 biggest drawback I would say is that is something you brought up, which was yeah, this is not new reader friendly, which is which is unfortunate. Yeah, um, uh, it would I have think, really you know, benefited from two or three pages of just uh, a good history of the Amazons, just full on exposition. It would have really, really helped because uh, and and that's one of the things that I mean, and I just put it on the screen. I think that's why in the advertisements. DC had this full page advertisement explaining there's been a murder in Themyscira and it actually explains in a lot of the comics, you know, exactly what's going on outside the narrative itself. So if you've been, you know, so DC has done a decent amount of advertising for, for trial of the Amazons. And, and as this, as this page I'm putting up clearly shows, uh, unfortunately though, it's, it's something that ought to have been in the narrative and, in order to make make this thing probably work better as a trade when it ultimately comes out as a trade, unless I mean I certainly hope they add some exposition and explanatory notes in the in in the trade because you know most people aren't like you and I where we've been reading everything leading into it. So, yep, exactly. Uh, but that's going to do it for this episode, everybody. Don't forget, if you're looking for the rest of the DC stuff, it's in our our other episode we released today, DC Spotlight. So go and check that out. Also, uh, yesterday my uh, interview with J.H. Williams dropped today. I had an interview with uh, Tim Seeley that's out. Uh, so yeah, lots of great content on the comic source. Be sure you're subscribing to the audio only uh, comic source. Just go to your favorite podcasting platform or app on your smart device and do a search for the comic source and subscribe. Uh, if you're listening to us uh, on the podcast and you want to check out the beautiful art and see Rocky and my smiling face and also check out all the other content that Rocky puts out, just head over to YouTube, do a search for his channel comic space boom exclamation point ring the notification bell like this video and subscribe so you don't miss out on any of that great content so that's going to do it for this episode everybody we appreciate the support as always and we'll talk to you next time see you later you can find the comic source podcast on spotify apple podcast stitcher google play or whichever podcasting app you prefer please tell all your friends about us subscribe and rate us the ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next time.